Welcome to the first December edition of the PFF Forecast. It is Sunday night. We just witnessed the Chiefs washing dishes once again. The 49ers dominant today. We're going to talk about uh, which AFC team is the best shot to beat them. We're going to predict the wild card. We have an incredible open to get up this week. It's really electric. And of course, we're going to guess the lines. It's going to be a great show. Let's rock. I thought about coming on the air with Get Up, but I think we've got to wait till we've got everyone here. So it's just going to happen spontaneously at some point. Um, but just a little tease, because that's what it's all about. Uh, rumor has it that Brock Purdy makes an appearance. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, overall, a, a very interesting week. We just witnessed uh, the Packers win as six and a half, seven point underdogs. We talked about the game last week. Um, I think Arjun, you were with me on betting, uh, the pack and, um, my God, I wish I had been more, uh, more vociferous than that and gotten us to take a money line. But, uh, because we just watched that game and, and we're going to talk about the Niners and, and the AFC teams in a second, but, um, level of panic for the green Bay or for, uh, the Kansas city chiefs, what, what should it be? Arjun, I'll start with you. On like a 10-point scale, I'd probably say it's like an 8 right now. Um, you know, their defense, which has been playing at, I would say, like a top 10 level or even like top 5 level uh, for the first maybe like 8, 9 weeks of the season, I think they've definitely fallen off a little bit. Um, not that, you know, I think Green Bay has definitely taken a, a step forward offensively. They, you know, ran the ball pretty well today. Jordan Love has looked amazing for the past five weeks, but they don't have a great defense to rely on, I think, anymore um when their offense can't produce points and yeah like at this point uh there's really two receivers that Patrick can throw to which is Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey Sky Moore I think it's I don't think it's too early to call him a bust I think I mean he hasn't really done anything Tony can't do anything you know outside of schemed up plays MVS doesn't really do anything Justin Watson is, is a flash in the pan now and then. So I, I am very worried. And this was the first time I think we saw the Chiefs be able to consistently run the ball well. But I this is, again, Green Bay's run defense has been terrible for the past, like, five years. So, I you know, it's I think it's just a flash in the pan also. So in general, like, they really can't run the ball, uh, like, overall. They don't have any secondary receivers, which matters in the playoffs. Their offensive line can get a little bit worrisome sometimes. So, yeah, I am pretty worried, and I, I think this was a game that kind of highlighted all of their major weaknesses. Yeah, sorry, I'm putting up our tweet for uh, Mr. Dom DeSandra out there so more people can, <laughs> can join us. But uh, my concern level for the Chiefs is it's pretty high. I've been pushing back against it for a while. I feel like I've been the most resistant to do so. Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest thing for me is we knew the receivers were cooked. Arjun, it's not too early to say that uh, Sky Moore is problematic. I think it's too, it's late, too late, actually, to say that. <laughs> too yeah. late. Yeah, you're like a month late on that one. Uh, but anyway, the, uh, the thing for me is I kept waiting for Jawan Taylor, not really Donovan Smith, but sort of Donovan Smith, to like just make it so, you know what, Pat will have a ton of time and he'll be able to over overcome some of this. Someone will eventually get open in a fire drill um, and, and kind of scramble around and, and we'll, go, we'll get back to that magic. And they, they've been okay. They weren't terrible tonight. 
Um, you know, against a pretty good duo with Rashawn Gary. I guess Lucas Van Ness isn't, isn't great. Yeah, but but a good pass rush. They were fine, but they're just not good enough. Where Mahomes is not only trying to find an open receiver, which is a challenge, um, and Travis Kelsey really is not the same, you know, elusive uh, player that he's been for a long time, but also his internal clock, at least in my mind, in the pocket is much faster than the last couple of years outside of, you know, Buck Super Bowl, whatever, when they've had injuries. So it's the combo. Like this offense is not going to score a whole lot of points. Um, if he if he feels he has to bail and guys are not getting open, which is what we've seen the last, you know, three, four weeks. I I think I've been the strongest uh, on this. Uh, the Chiefs are not very good or not nearly as good um, bandwagon for a while. Um, I, I mean, it just continues. Like, I, I don't know what to say at this point. I feel like watching the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm watching like it's like deja vu where you go back. Like, remember five years ago when it was like, oh, the Chiefs have a new play like every single week. You're like, oh my God, that's super cool. And it like worked. And like, they're just like, you know what? Like, we'll just keep those same plays and we'll like run those back every single week. And now it's five years later and you're like, uh, like, it's like, <laughs> we just had Thanksgiving, right? So you go back to your hometown, you go out to the bars and you see that. You see a couple people that you know that were like, yeah, you just decided to keep running it back from high school, huh? Like, not such a good look. <laughs> That's what the Chiefs are to me. And um, it's a complete disaster. And they don't do anything, you know, the creativity, it's not even that they don't do anything creative. It's that, like, their creative plays are now uncreative. Like, they did a, a, a shovel pass to a, a, a small person today with CEH. Like, what the hell are you doing? Um, they did the little, like, pirouette play. that It was like... And just off the heels of watching the Niners with some actual creativity and players that can actually do things with a football in their hands, it was very stark. Here's something that I think is very interesting. I was looking, trying to kind of figure out, is there anything that's, that's really weird about their play this year? They're running play action on just 16.7% of plays, unless I've somehow managed to, to bungle this report, um, which reminds me of like the Ben Roethlisberger Steelers. Uh, in terms of how low of a play action rate that is. Um, so, I, I mean, I think it should be pretty high. The, the thing that you mentioned, Brad, was really concerning. What did Mahomes took three sacks in the red zone today. Um, and that's usually the thing that bails them out, is the fact that he's a cyborg and, and won't, um, won't take sacks. But uh, you go in and you get beat soundly by Jordan Love. Like, and I think Jordan Love's been playing well. I don't know. I, I think it's... Uh, I think it's concerning. Where where would you guys put them right now in the AFC? That's the crazy thing is the AFC we thought was a juggernaut, and it, now it's like okay, the three best teams might actually be in the NFC. And they, I still think you'd put a bunch of AFC teams next in that pecking order. But I guess Miami might be ahead of them at this point, just because you know they lost Jalen Phillips and they may have lost uh, Jerome Baker today too for a while. But their defense is showing what we thought they could be. Like, they're a good defense. They, they were wreaking havoc today. They have depth. Both Andrew Van Ginkle and Emmanuel Ogba got home for a sack today. So, you know, they can fill in for some of their losses. So, I guess I'll put Miami ahead of them for now. Um, I know they played head-to-head -head a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was basically just two halves. And one team won one half and, and the other team won the other. Um, but I still struggle. Like, you guys know I love Jacksonville. I still can't get myself to put Jacksonville above the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I put Baltimore above them. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I'm with you for sure. I, I think Miami and Baltimore and um, I, I, Jacksonville is tough because it's like 
they have all the talent in the world. And then we just talked about how Kansas city, you know, does all this weird, crazy stuff, but like Jacksonville is really, we're going to see this tomorrow. Like it's not going to matter because they're playing the Bengals, but like, you know, Oh, it's uh third and 13. And we do a, uh, a backwards pitch to Travis Etienne for the third straight time. Like um, really is going to be pretty tremendous. Uh, let's, let's transition here to the Niners. We're a three point favorite. We were kind of surprised by this last week. Um, although Arjun, I thought you made a really, really good point, And that's why we ended up betting the Niners last week. Um, got out to three. I think that's where it closed. And uh, maybe it should have been a little bit more uh, based on the final score. I guess my takeaway watching that game was, well, the Niners really dominated offensively. Um, it, it felt like it should have been closer. Like the fact that the, the Eagles kicked field goals on both those opening possessions that they had just scored. So I think you could make a case that that game wasn't as far out as the, uh, as the, the score at the end. But what were your guys' takeaways? Well, the Eagles' defense does not have a functional player in the middle. Um, I know they tra- traded for Kevin Byard, but their linebackers were absolutely getting destroyed today. Um, a lot of production from George Kittle, from uh, you know Debo, kind of underneath, just taking you know breaking tackles from the you know from the Eagles linebackers, and you know I, I thought Purdy did a pretty good job just getting it to to their players. And and honestly, my biggest takeaway from the 49ers is they understand better than any team really. Uh, or maybe the Dolphins would be the other team that'd be up there at how to funnel touches to their best players. Like if you look at the receiving box score from every game, it's like McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk take up 80 to 90, 90 to 100% of Purdy's mm-hmm. pass attempts. And then you'll get a, you know, a random third down target to Jawan Jennings here and there. Like, but it's never like, you never see like Charlie Warner, who's like, Niners tied into like you don't really see use check at touches anymore it's like the Niners do such a good job of just funneling touches to their best players which seems like a novel concept honestly with how you know some of these teams operate but they get their ball to the best players and the Niners best players on offense are better than the Eagles best players on defense and I don't really know if there's if there's a viable solution for the Eagles right now outside of signing Darius Leonard who his his you know he might be cooked also where it's like I don't think I don't even know how much of an impact he would make over you know like Nicholas Morrow but Brad I know you like I think you watched you kind of touched on that point on Twitter also about the Eagles linebackers I mean we knew that was obviously a deficiency coming in and yeah they didn't have Zach Cunningham tonight but he's a good run defender he's not a good coverage player anyway Yes, Darius Leonard's not the same guy he once was, but I still think like an 80% Darius Leonard's probably the best coverage linebacker on the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm not really being facetious. Like, I think that's probably true. You put him in a very specific role as a will linebacker that is there for number three receivers and tight ends and running backs. And it's like a very catered specific role, which I, I think I imagine he'd be open to. Maybe not. I think he left Indy because he wanted to play more. Um, anyway, I think it'd work. But I think it's a great point. And I hate the term positionless football. Or I guess a better way to put that is I feel like we hear about it so often on defense where I think really what it means is this guy isn't good at any one position. And so he kind of just roams around and is Isaiah Simmons and isn't actually a benefit to your defense. On offense, I think the way the reason why the Niners get away with that and why they're they're funneling their top dudes, but it's not like they're not involving everyone or not you know diverse in how they get the ball to their players is because they can use all their guys in so many different facets and different ways. So, you know, McCaffrey, I mean, for example, Nicholas Morrow, McCaffrey on the, you know, out and up, 
and Moro is just in an absolute blender. Like they just, because they have guys that can do different things, um, you know, it enables them to funnel those targets and those touches. Debo had three carries, 22 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Like it, it's because of their diverse skill sets. Um, you know, whereas like, I mean, look at Philly does the same thing. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith had 90% of their production today. Um, but like, you know what they do? They're both well, Devontae's a downfield receiver. AJ Brown can do some of the yak stuff and, and bowl guys over, but like they are who they are. And so they're, you know, it's not a bad thing inherently, but anyway, long answer short, I just, I like the idea of positionless football more on offense than I do on defense. Um, and I feel like it's usually used in the reverse. Um, <laughs> the takeaway for me was that um, Brock Purdy it, it is, I mean, has anyone had a better setup in, in the history of football? Like, um, 36% of his yards today came through the air. Um, interestingly, the only team with fewer, uh, the Miami Dolphins. Um, 2.55 seconds to throw. Uh, he averaged, I think, 11 yards per pass attempt and didn't, prior to review, have a single big-time throw. Um, now, he played well, um, but uh, if they're healthy, if Trent Williams is healthy. I think he's really the key and, and Debo obviously helps a lot, but that offensive line is the problem for them, right? Everyone outside of Trent Williams is very average, but when Trent Williams is in there, it does two things. The first is it makes it very hard to stop the run when they run to the left. <laughs> like it's almost impossible. And uh, because of that, you just have, you have such good situations that you're able to get the ball out quickly. You don't have to throw the ball super far downfield. Uh, and those guys separate at an elite level. So here's the question. Which AFC team, okay, so if the, if the Niners are healthy, they, they blew the doors off the Eagles. They beat the crap out of the, the Cowboys, um, who I think everyone would say with the Lions are, are the best team uh, in the NFC. So the Niners, when healthy, appear to be looking like they're going to come out of the NFC. Which AFC team has the best chance to beat them? Arjun, we'll start with you. Yeah, so that, that's a good question. So with the Niners, like <laughs> there isn't a great way to beat them because I think they, first of all, they outside of this game, they have a really good offensive like opening script. And so Brock Purdy is usually never playing from behind. And the games we've seen, we've seen him had to play from behind, like the Bengals game or the Vikings game. We've seen him, we've seen him make mistakes in terms of just like turning the ball over. I think overall the the Niners' offense has actually been okay or good in losses, but I think if you're going to beat the Niners, you're not going to really be able to stop them on a play to play basis. So like from the way I'm thinking about it, it's like you want a team that will maximize EPA versus success rate. Like if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know if there's a great team like that in the AFC. Like I don't know if there's a team that I'm really confident in, in the AFC that can just consistently force turnovers. I guess the team that has done that this year would be the Jaguars. But I also don't trust the Jaguars in their current state because they are kind of banged up. Like Tyson Campbell hasn't played a little bit. Um, I don't really trust their pass rush at all outside of Josh Allen. Um, but Niner or the Jags also have multiple outside receivers that I trust to win against the other outside the, the other corners for the Niners, not named Charvarius Ward. I trust Evan Engram to kind of you know beat the Niners safeties without Hufunga as well. So honestly, it's gonna sound like a weird answer, but I trust the Jaguars because I, I do think they can kind of match 
the Niners physicality. They also have a great coach who's, you know, shown the ability to win in the playoffs, who's won a Super Bowl. And I think just because of their turnover forcing ability, their, uh, their tendency to not give up explosive plays, I trust that team the most, even, even if I don't think they're the best team in the AFC. I'm shocked because that, that was my answer, and I thought I was going to be alone <laughs> in that one. No, I mean, like, I, I think you can make a very compelling argument as to why. Their they're, they're pass blocking to me is the biggest concern, especially now with Cam Robinson out. But if he gets back healthy and they just, I don't know, find a way to play better, again, we'll say this every week, if Press Taylor hands off play-calling duties uh, to Doug Peterson, that, that's probably the key there. But uh, I'll pivot. I'll say, I'll say Miami. I mean, an easy answer. But I do think that there's also the narrative here simply of just – Go up early, have a great script, score early, get a stop, go up 14 nothing, and then just kind of like use your speed to the edge and, and, you know, run at Chase Young or, you know, the Niners run defense isn't great. You mentioned the loss of Hufanga. So obviously throwing against these linebackers is tough, but, you know, the Dolphins don't have tight ends. So we know that we know the Niners shut down tight ends, but Dolphins don't have any. Maybe Chase Claypool if, if he gets healthy, um, you, you know, so I think it's, it's it. You just get into a track meet and just build an early lead. And then just, you know, rely on Jalen Ramsey and, and some of those guys making plays on Brock Purdy balls. Like, Purdy was pretty good today. But, I mean, Darius Slay was an, a half step from an interception. Um, but there, there were a couple couple close calls. Um, but, no, the Purdmeister was good. We don't, we, don't need, we don't need to bash our guy. Yeah. I The, the Dolphins um, were my initial thought. And, and that obvious reason being that, you know, it's just very, very hard to cover – or defend all of those different weapons. And so you think about a team that can kind of score with the Niners and, and you go to the Dolphins. But, and so I, I think that's a, that's a valid answer. I actually look at this more from a team that I think schematically might be able to match up defensively or confuse Purdy in a way that really, you know, kind of messes with his head. And so that's where I think the Dolphins are really interesting. And what Mike McDonald can do now, it worries me a bit offensively. I don't know that they have the horses to stay with him. Um, but Lamar has shown, you know, those kind of top-tier games that he's capable of. And if he's able to have one of those, I, I do think they can they can get out ahead of him. So th that was my initial thought. What would you make the, um, the spread right now, I guess, Arjun, Niners, Jags? On a neutral? Yeah. I'd probably go like Niners minus four and a half. That's fair. Niners Dolphins, Brad, what do you make that? I was going to say the same thing. Uh, yeah, four and a half. Yeah, I, I think that's about right. I, I don't think there's a team in the AFC. I mean, if it's Niners Chiefs and the Chiefs make it that far, you'd have to assume that – you know, they're playing well at that point. So maybe it's something more like three. Uh, but yeah, I do think that's that's hard. Um, see. Okay, let's get to the wild card. Let's start with the AFC. Uh, teams that make the wild card in the AFC. Uh, Arjun, give us your, your, uh, your thoughts. Yeah, so AFC uh, is interesting because there's a lot of backups. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks here. But for AFC, um, I'm assuming the the leaders of the division are just going to win it. So I'm going with, um, I, I think Houston's going to make it. I think the, I think the Browns are going to make it. And then this one might be a, a shocker, but I think the Colts are going to make it as well. 
So we're going with three AFC South teams in the playoffs. I did not think I'd be saying that before the season. But, yeah, so Browns, Texans, Colts, in whatever order. Who's quarterbacking the Browns in in the first week of the playoffs in the wild card round? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's going to be DTR, even though like I thought Flacco looked pretty like good today. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah like, Flacco was, was right. fresh today. Good. Okay. Pretty good might be, uh, you know, over or pretty good relative to my expectations of him. Uh, the arm punt was terrible. Can't really do that. But like he was making throws. He, he had this one throw where he was like scrambling right to, and he threw it like kind of across his body to Njoku who was also on the sideline where I think he got called back because Njoku was out of bounds. But I'm like, damn, Flacco, like, you got that you got that juice to him. But, um, but yeah, I think the, the Browns defense has not been great recently, but they also haven't had Denzel Ward, so he should come back. Um, and they have a pretty, I think, you know, modest st- schedule going forward. So I, I think I trust that coaching staff to, to turn it around and make a push for the playoffs. Yeah, no, Flacco was not flaccid today. He was slinging it. Um, you, you meant, the teams you mentioned, the remaining schedule is huge, where Houston, per PFF Power Rankings, uh, Houston is the 26th hardest, so, I don't know, seventh easiest, doing that reverse math on the fly. Uh, like, top 10 easiest schedule. The Colts have the ninth easiest schedule, and Cleveland has the 11th easiest schedule going forward. Um, so I think those three are probably the easy choices there. I want to be different than you, but that was also going to be my selection there. Eh, That's my answer, too. I I just think Cleveland is going to find a way. um, You know, it's a good Rams team. It's a Rams team that also should potentially be a wild card uh, in the NFC. I think them in Green Bay will be interesting. And the Packers' remaining schedule is preposterously easy. Uh, What is that on here? It should be easier. Yeah, third easiest. Um, Anyway, yeah, same three. Yeah, so, look, I think it's going to be very hard for – Trubisky or DTR to make the um, to make the playoffs. Now, a team that has a very hard remaining strength of schedule is one of the teams that I think is going to make it. So I also believe that the Houston Texans are going to get in there. I do think that the Colts will get in there as well. I am taking the AFC North teams out, though. I don't think the Steelers make it. I don't think the Browns make it. I think the Bills, I said this a couple weeks ago, the Bills have a hard remaining schedule, okay? It's not quite... They do play Dallas. It's not quite as hard as Dallas. Dallas has the hardest remaining schedule. Um, the Bills have the fifth hardest remaining schedule. But they also have, in my opinion, the second best quarterback in the NFL. And a quarterback who I think is playing a lot better than, than people are giving him credit for. So um, I, I will ride with the Bills just to give you a sense. So here's what their remaining schedule looks like. They've got the Chiefs in Kansas City next week. They play at home against the Cowboys and they finish with Chargers, Patriots, and then at Dolphins. So it is a very challenging schedule. However, however, I just talked about the Chiefs. I think they can beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. I certainly think they can beat the Cowboys at home. Obviously, the Chargers and the Patriots. Uh, and then the Dolphins, um, you know, that, that could be a game in, in week 17. Who knows how or week 18? Um, you know, potentially the Dolphins have already clinched. Maybe they rest some guys. Who knows? Uh, but I just think talent wins out there. So I have the Bills making it in. All right, NFC. Um, as of now, the NFC wild card or the NFC uh, uh, division leaders are the Eagles, Niners, Lions, and Falcons. Uh, so assuming those those make it, um, and I guess I'm, I'm sure it's easy to assume that either Cowboys or Eagles will be a wild card. Uh, so who is your wild card in the NFC, Arjun? 
Yeah, so I'm just gonna take whoever doesn't win the NFC East. So Dallas, Philly. I think I think at this point I like I like Dallas a little bit more, um, but I could I could still see Philly pulling away. So one of those two. Then I'm gonna just take the two best head coach quarterback combos, which are the Green Bay Packers and the LA Rams. Yeah, I mentioned the Packers' remaining schedule. They are at the Giants and our guy Tommy D. They host the Buccaneers. They're at the Panthers. They're at the Josh Dobbs-led Minnesota Vikings, and they host the Chicago Bears. So, like, this should be, you know, don't count your chickens, but this should be a double-digit win team. I'd be frankly shocked if they're not in the playoffs at this point. Um, and, and then, yeah, the Rams, he's going to come down to the, the head-to-head with Seattle. I mean, Seattle losing both of those games, I guess week one's fluky, but but just might tank their entire season. Um, and their schedule is pretty brutal the next couple weeks, and it, it softens at the end there. But they'll be in the mix. But they have Niners, Eagles, but then Titans, Steelers, Cardinals. So, so they could sneak in there. Um, but yeah, anyway, same, same as Arjun, loser of the NFC East. Uh, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rams and then Packers. Yeah. So obviously that um, that Cowboys. I, I think um, I think it'll be hard for the Cowboys, even if they do beat the Eagles. Um, next week just because of how much harder their schedule is going forward um, and how easy the Eagles' schedule is. Um, so I think it'll be Cowboys. By the way, right now, Cowboys-Falcons. What are the Cowboys? Like a 13-point favorite? In I think it's double digits for sure. <laughs> Not <laughs> like for sure. For sure. Um, I want the Vikings to make it because I think it'd be great to bet against uh, Josh Dobbs in the playoffs. Um, but I don't think they do. I think the Packers and what LaFleur has got over there, I think the Packers make it. Um, and then, you know, it's interesting. The Saint, I would have said the Saints because um, they have the easiest schedule remaining in the NFL going forward. Um, but with all of the kind of uncertainty at quarterback, I think it's uh, I think that's going to be tough. Um, and they just are not playing very well. Um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to ride with the, with the Seahawks here. I think that the, the Rams, um, while they did beat the Browns today, uh, and they do have win, uh, they do win the tiebreak over Seattle. Um, I just think Seattle's a better team, um, and uh, so I'm going to be a little different there. Uh, but I think one of those teams, it's either Seattle uh, or LA that gets it in. Um, all right, any other thoughts on this week before we uh, we move on to Week 14? Excited for a good slate, Miss Rod. It is a good slate. All right. Uh, let me share my screen here. So as we do every single week, we are going to guess the lines uh, and we're going to place some early bets. Um, last week we atoned, or this week, I should say, we atoned um, for some subpar play. So here we are. I think uh, I can share my screen now. Here's where we were in week 13. Um, I think Arjun, you went, had the best while well, you both had the same percentage um and uh and played very well um i went five and two brad you went four and one uh and arjun five and one um so i, I got jags left though jags teaser you got jags left that's right that's right um i don't know if we have these updated for uh this uh this year thus far but uh brad did you update them by chance Mine's updated personally. I think Arjun did his. Yeah, I did yours mine. Okay, so I have not. So I am now 41. 30. All right. Not over yet. It ain't over no. yet. No. 
All right, we have an interesting slate here. We start with one of the worst games in the entire NFL schedule, um, <laughs> New England and Pittsburgh. Uh, is this going to be Trubisky? This will be Trubisky. I think Pickett will be out for at least two, three weeks. Um, might even be a season at this point. Yes, yeah, so we're getting Bailey Zappi at Mitchell Trubisky on a Thursday night. Um, you know, take your wife out to dinner. Make, make make her think that you're just a great guy that's, you know, skipping football, skipping a great game to take her out to a nice meal. Uh, I had the Steelers minus five and a half, which I thought was crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, the Patriots, Patriots are the worst team in the NFL. Like, I watched Carolina. I watched a lot of that game today. They're, the Panthers are better than the Patriots. <laughs> I went, yeah, I went uh, Patriots plus uh, five and a half. Um, I had the Patriots. Uh, so I changed it a little bit um, now that Trubisky is in. I said four and a half. That's going to be short, though. So you had three and a half, and then you changed it to four and a half once it was Trubisky instead of Pickett? Are you no, I had it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see what you did there. I see what you did there. It is six. Uh, it is six. Um, look, Mitch Trubisky should not be a six-point favorite against anybody. Against anybody. But I The total remember. is 32, by the way. I was excited, uh, which I think is the lowest opener of the year. I think we've had lower closing – um, I hope there's weather and I want I want to get a, a, a total starts with a two in the NFL for this, you know, like, what is this like Rutgers versus Iowa yeah. and, you know, big 10 West matchup here. Anyway, I have no play on this game whatsoever. You're right. It's too big of a spread for Mitchell Trubisky, but it is too big of a spread at one point today, writhing in pain. Is he all good? Who's that? Sorry. TJ Watt. Uh, I haven't seen anything. Um, that would be a massive loss. He's the most he's the most important player to the spread in this game by an order of magnitudes. Yeah. Uh, six is too many points, guys. Yeah, it is. This is this I'm getting on the board early. This is the stinky, the stinky of the stinky. Stinkiest of the stinky. Oh my god. Six Mitchell Trubisky is six point favorite. Where, where, this is, I'm having flashbacks <laughs> to when Bears fans were telling me it was the second coming. Uh, George, George, the Patriots scored zero points yeah, against Brandon Staley. Zero. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> but I hear you. I hear you. And Bailey's happy. I thought showed some spunk today. Anyone else? No one wants this? you to win that bet more than me. Um, I mean, the Patriots are going to get one of the quarterbacks. I wonder if Bill coaxes his way into that, keeping his job and being like, hey, let me train up, you know, a Drake May, a Kid Williams. Also, I guess the defense did play well, but like my Bill Belichick is not trying to win take. I, it didn't age terribly, I don't think. No, no, it did not. Uh, the printing press, by the way, you can go guess the lines with us by joining our Discord. Uh, the link to join the Discord it is on the screen, it is also in our bios. Um, Tampa Bay and Atlanta, two powerhouses in the NFC South meet. I had um, Atlanta minus two and a half. The AF, the NFC South spread every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I made it a Falcons minus three just because of the Bucks injuries. Ritter, you're a Ritter truther. See the but no I, the Bucks injuries are, are really bad. Like it's not good. So yeah, I've been noticing that you're a Ritter truther. I went two and a half. Um and uh, where is this freaking game? Uh, here it is. Two and a half. It is two and a half. Arjun, are, are you the new injuries or just the ones they carried into this week? The ones I carried, like Levante, Devin White, Jamel, 
like those yeah. are three I would say pretty big ones in my opinion. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. I just wasn't sure if they had more injuries on top of those. Mike Evans did look. I mean, he, that's his him every game. He's like limping around and then goes yeah. for a hundred. But he did look. He did limp around a bunch in this game. Yeah. By the way, can we just talk about? I don't normally pat myself on the back, but Mike Evans, one of our locks of the week this past week, and it was a sensation. So hopefully you guys got on board with that. Cash in the um, first quarter. Good, that was a good call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dante Jackson is five foot six. Um, it is funny about Mike Evans, though, how like every single game without fail, he gets banged up. Like there's just no, he's so big. Like every time he gets hit, they have to like launch their entire body at him. There was a contested catch where the guy just like just dove at his rib cage. Like yeah. it was all he could do. That's what I guess that's what happens every week. Yeah. It's insane. Um, I'm not betting this game. Um, are you betting at Arjun? You taking Ritter? Um, look, okay. The Bucks. I will say this: the Bucks' defensive injuries did matter today. Like I know we say, like linebackers are in a premium position. Like Levante David and Devin White being out are huge. The Panthers averaged a 57 percent rushing success rate today. On early downs, they averaged a 61 percent rushing success rate. And you know the yeah. Falcons. I think if White and David are out, are going to be able to run the ball at will which means I think they will be able to put up points. And then, yeah, no Jamal Dean. I think, you know, Drake London could have a big game. I just can't bet on De Desmond Ritter, man. I, there, there'll be other bets I'm just going to lay off, but I will say I have a very strong lean on the Falcons. So real quick, they did have two more linebackers get hurt in the game. They had Ryan Neal, who's like an undersized safety from the yeah. Seahawks, playing linebacker for like the second half of this game. So, yeah, I was going to tease the Bucks, but I'll stay away. The Los Angeles Rams play the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Brad? I had the Ravens land a full tutty. Same. Exact same. I had them at seven as well. Um, it is seven on the nose. Actually, uh, you can get – actually, I think it's seven and a half. Now, juiced a little bit. Um. Yeah, DraftKings and FanDuel both have it at seven and a half. So for the yeah, shaded towards Rams, but only minus one fifteen. So yeah, let's we'll call it seven and a half. Um, Circa has it at seven, um, but you can get seven and a half. Uh, anyone betting this? I think I would have taken the Ravens at seven, but over the number, I'll probably stay away. Yeah, I'll just tease them at home. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a teaser. Yeah. I do think this is a good teaser, although we talk about this a lot with the Rams, right? Like, is there that big of a trench mismatch in this game? Definitely, uh, in my opinion, at least. Because I also like the interior for the Ravens a ton. So, you yeah. know, one stops Aaron Donald, but they'll do a better job against Aaron Donald than most. And then on the flip side, like, it's more Mike McDonald than, like, there being studs mm -hmm. on the Ravens' defensive line. But... Uh, yeah. I mean, their guys have been a problem. Justin Medibike has been a problem. Clowney's having a career year for some reason. Um, I also, going back, so Pukunakua did return, but he got banged up. Cooper Cup is not Cooper Cup right now, like at all. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Ronnie Stanley has been scary, but Michael Hoyt's going to beat him around the, around the edge? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know it. Uh, I'll jump in on this teaser like I like this teaser like uh, Detroit and Chicago. In Chi-Town, Brad. I think I'm being nice to the Bears for a change. I had the Bears plus four and a half. 
I went Bears uh, plus four. Where am I here? Um, wow. Uh, I guess I hate the Bears. I had them getting six and a half in this game. Um, <laughs> it is four. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. I thought I was being nice. I was still. <laughs> it is four. Um, look, I. Were the Detroit Lions particularly impressive today? Well, they certainly were to start the game. Um, and, you know, they, they gave it up a little bit at the end. I guess I think this is a spot where I know that the, the Bears O-line has played a little bit better. Um, but I don't know. that the, There's something about the Lions against the Bears, and it, it worries me a little bit because this feels like a team that the Lions can go out and beat handily, and it feels like, the Lions feel a little bit like um, like they're trying to make the college football playoff, and they've got to like they got to you know they got to put up some good performances when they can to get the attention of the committee. <laughs> um, and so if they have an opportunity to blow someone out, they might you know, they might try. But I'm going to lay off this one for now. There's definitely outcomes where that is 100 percent true. Um, I just think outside in Chicago with Jared Goff. Like we know him in December in cold weather is is the worst possible scenario, but also the matchup itself beyond that, like the Bears run defense. I don't think it's a fluke at this point, um, including their game against Detroit uh, for the most part. Again, the end of the game was was obviously not great, but like I think they're going to put Jared Goff in a lot of second and third and longs. Um, and yeah, he's not good in these conditions. I don't know. I just don't love the matchup, too, because the Bears offensive line has played much better. I think Darnell Wright is a pretty solid. He shut down Aiden Hutchinson until. The safety play, he pretty much did nothing that entire game. So I, I just don't like the matchup for Detroit. So I'm trying to talk myself into Bears, but I guess I won't because I said four and a half thinking I was being nice, and it's not even it's not even four and a half. Yeah, like I think I get worried because the Bears run defense is like actually good. And Ben Johnson, I think, runs too much for my own liking. And then also, like, I think the Bears coverage unit has been, you know, somewhat impressive the past couple of weeks. And then the Detroit Lions coverage unit, on the other hand, has been an atrocity the past couple of weeks. Um, I know they won, but, you know, Saints still put, put up 28 points. Like, they still had a uh, 0.85 EPA per play on late downs. Like, they, this the Detroit coverage unit is not good. So, yeah, I think I'm, I, I felt like I was going to be short on the line, but, you know, nailing it, yeah, I'm just not going to bet. But I, I think these are teams kind of going in opposite directions defensively, at least. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Look at us, hyping up the Bears. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that won't end poorly at all. We are on to Cincinnati. Indy and Cincy. I the Bengals getting a full field goal. Same. Not go that far. I went two and a half. Um, I felt kind of dirty about it, to be honest. Uh, Gardner Minshew is such a privilege to watch. It's really amazing. Did you see the video of him after the game dancing? Going, yeah, going nuts in the locker room. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um, Colts are two and a half, it looks like. Yeah. Two and a half. Um, this is interesting because, like, I don't know. I, I do think I'm interested to see Jake Browning play tomorrow. I think there's a path. There's a, there's a universe where the Bengals are not a complete dumpster fire. And uh, now their defense has been, um, especially against tight ends. That's why we have our guy Evan Ingram going to, to uh, tomorrow night. Um, you guys betting this at all? 
Uh, Arjun, you did it last week. Are you taking him? Because if you are, then I am. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I texted this to Judah because we were both on the same page over the summer. Colts under six and a half at like plus money. I thought was like my it was my favorite position of the entire like when I was betting them back in like March and April. And I've proceeded to bet on the Colts for like the past like four or five weeks. And I've, I think I've made all the money back that I've lost and some. And, you know, I, I think Zach Taylor is OK, but I think Shane Steichen is amazing. And like, I don't know if it's I don't know, I don't think we have time for a discussion topic, but like I would genuinely be curious where Shane Steichen would rank in people's head coaching rankings at this point, because he's done a tremendous job with that roster. I've yeah. learned to wait a couple of years or just two, really, because of like, you know, the Brian Dables of the world. But like <laughs> yeah. what he's done this <laughs> year. <Brandon> Staley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've learned to like let things play out. But I do feel like. I mean, this year he's for me like coach of the year. It's like, yeah, you're going to have to have your McDaniels, whatever ahead of him, but he's clear cut top five. Also a great subplot here is this is actually a rematch of 2018 Washington versus Washington state. Uh, Jake Brown and Gardner Minshew. So anyway, just wow. to throw that in there. I'm riding with the Arjun. Also, you put a W instead of a yes again, but that's uh, a good again. I mean, it's a game. <laughs> I'm going to have to get on board with that now that I know it's a W. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would Steichen is is high on my list, very high on my list. Um, I think David Tepper is going to try and trade for him. Um, by the way, the shots the shots of David Tepper today in the box. Were oh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking electric. The, the, I mean, the end of the game, absolutely electric. I'm now. I didn't want to watch any of that game. I happened to have it on red zone, and I see them cut to Tepper. And like looks like he, he looks like he's being like tortured in medieval times. And I'm like, oh, now I have to watch this game. And they cut back to him on like every single Panthers possession. It was incredible. He's gonna be it really a- was cinema. The fourth down interception to end it, and he just stands up like before the ball is even caught, he's already out of his seat. <laughs> also, wait, real quick. So the three teams in the same division. Hired uh, Shane Steichen, one hired Miko Ryan's, probably the two best hirings of the last like five years, and then yeah. he hired Frank Reich, and we fired <laughs> eleven in eleven games. Yeah, amazing. Uh, not quite same division, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, NFC South, AFC South. Whatever. It's all South. All the South should just be one division. They really like, should. Like we're talking, we're poking fun at the college football playoff. Like contraction, we should have the Southern NFL Conference, uh, and that should just be all the South teams. They, they get one play. They get one playoff team. They get, they get one, one playoff team. team. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, Jacksonville and Cleveland. Cleveland plus three and a half. Me and Brad are like in sync right now because I have the exact same thing. Yeah, you guys are, are driving here. You looked at each other's notes before the test. Uh, I have them getting three uh, at home. I believe that uh, – is there a chance that Denzel Ward comes back? There's got to be a chance he's got to I believe so, yeah, which so. will be big. I thought Flacco looked decent today. And in Cleveland, the Jacksonville Jaguars, again, they do – they do less with more than any other team. It's absolutely incredible. This just has the feeling of one of those Jacksonville games. Trevor Lawrence throws like nine touchdowns in this game, but only one count because his receivers are out of bounds on the back end line on all other eight. Um, that, that's what this game feels like to me. Anyways. Uh, it does the, have that vibe. The spread is three. Um, so you guys are in sync, but you guys are also wrong. Do you want to bet? 
I don't I, I don't like I don't like it. I think it, it's gonna be one of those one of those kind of games. I mean, like I think Jacksonville's defense will do fine because they're a good run defense, but obviously you mentioned the Jaguars doing less with more. They also just still spam early down runs, even though I think they're 31st in EPA per rush. <laughs> and they still our guy press. ETN, yeah, our guy press, who's just always pressed. And ETN's not healthy, and they're still gonna run 25 times tomorrow night on first and second and ten. So uh yeah, no, I agree, George. I think it's gonna be one of those like sneaky games where so we look back and we're like oh the, the browns won like 1914 even though trevor lawrence had like an 89 pff passing yeah. grade yeah a, a thousand percent um arjun you betting this i'm not one, one thing i did want to mention though I, I that i think is noteworthy miles garrett only had two pressures on like 31 pass rush attempts against a pretty weak you know tackle duo for the rams yeah. like alar jackson is like probably a replacement level tackle like no offense to him uh and then rob havenstein at this point is probably like average at best still only two pressures so you know he we know he injured his shoulder i want to say last week uh could be playing hurt you know uh anton harrison for the jags has been amazing he shut down i think it was yeah. will anderson last week um and yeah so like i the browns pass rush could be neutralized a little bit in this game especially if garrett is playing hurt um but yeah i don't i don't feel comfortable as a road fave here that is a good point uh, i didn't think he was gonna play today um carolina new orleans oh my god sorry what'd you say i was gonna say 60 second timer to talk about this game starts now yeah yeah this will be Jameis Carr. i definitely don't think Carr is gonna play uh i went minus four and a half saints minus four and a half i went minus five and a half yeah, I did five and a half as well. Um, uh, and it is uh, five and a half. Um, oh, my God. Any thoughts here, fellas? I really want to pull the trigger. I really do. Ooh, I think the Panthers, David, the fighting teppers are just like chomping at the bit. Bryce Young's probably played in the dome plenty of times. Uh, I can't do it. I want to, though. The Saints are bad, bad. We're not. We do not bet on Bryce Young in this. In this. Uh, in this house. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't. Also, like Jameis, we have fun with Jameis, but like if he could throw a decent back shoulder to Chris Olave late in the game, you probably know yeah. what I'm talking about. It was just. It was a horrific, like yeah. truly horrific pass. And like we make fun of Derek Carr too, but like he hits that 99 of 100 times. So anyway, yeah, I want to bet the Panthers, but I'm, I'm a coward. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, they were actually a very popular bet. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, this week, yeah, this week they covered, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there you go. One and zero ATS in the last one. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, before we move forward, uh, let's pay a few bills here. Um, it is uh, a wonderful podcast that is brought to you by Prize Picks. I played some prize picks today. Um, I told I told the fans that uh, that I would, and I have been. Um, I did well. Prize picks is great. It's super easy to play. It's daily fantasy made simple. Um, go download the app or go to prizepicks.com. Either way, super super easy. Um, we got some some players that we like tomorrow. We talked about Evan Ingram, um, but essentially, if you are new to prize picks, uh, it works by selecting. Uh, two or more players, and then choosing more or less on a particular stat or number of fantasy points. Um, and you can cross across different sports as well. So you can do basketball and football. 
Um, it is super easy. They tell you exactly what you can win. And there are flex plays where you can win um, for, you know, if you go five out of six, for example, you can still win. Um, and you can kind of pick your own poison. So it is uh, great, especially if you're in a place where legalized or gambling is not yet legalized. This is not gambling. This is daily fantasy sports. So go to prizefix.com slash forecast, use code forecast for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's prizefix.com slash forecast to get a first deposit match of up to $100. Also, our friends at Gerber Life have created the easy to use, no hassle, 10 minutes or less term life insurance policy. It's very, very easy. You have a young family or you're potentially thinking of starting one. Probably want to make sure that you got your ducks all in a row uh, as opposed to squirrels all at a rave. If anyone saw a PFD commenters tweet, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and this is a good way to make that happen. High quality term life insurance policies can really help you out uh, if something happens, for example. And there are other probably financial needs that you will have if you are starting a family. So Gerber Life uh, made this super easy with fabric. Go to meet, M-E-E-T-F-A-B-R-I-C.com slash PFF to get started today. Um, it takes you 10 minutes and you'll be ready to rock. All right. We are on to Houston and the Jets. I went Jets plus six and a half. I went Jets plus six. I took the Jets by five or getting five. Um, and it is, uh, where is this game? It is six. Argens and Fuego. Yeah. Um, cannot take the Jets. Texans a little banged up. No Tank Dell, um, which can I just say, I cannot, I love D'Amico Ryans. I love Bobby Slowick. I may never forgive them for making Tank Dell walk in the middle of a power goal line play. Like, what the hell is going on? Broke his fibula. Absolutely disgusting. Um, I will say this. The Texans were able to throw the ball to Nico Collins wide open on every single play today. Like he, there was just no one within 10 yards of him on any play that won't happen against the jets. I do think this game can be close now, whether the jets can field an offense, like it's amazing. If the jets just had Joe Flacco, like I think they covered this up. They refused to even bring Joe Flacco. It's insane. Anyways, I'm Trevor Simeon should get the start. We assume, uh, you know, play, play some good ball uh, to close this one out. Yeah, I agree, George. I think it's going to be pretty close. You know, it's easy to get to ride high on the on the Texans week to week, but they, they do have still some fundamental issues. Um, I also I do love PFF Bobby, and I get you're protecting Stroud and all that, but they still do run the ball way too much in early downs. Random, not associated with the bet. I'll be quick. They're, the Texans are going to take a running back way too early in the draft. Book it mm. now. Damian Pierce is not a fit in their in their running scheme. Devin Singletary is Devin Singletary. They're going to take a guy like the third round maybe and take that guy in dynasty, take him in fantasy. He's going to have 25 carries a game. No, no. Hold on. Let me give you the, the, the answer. They're going to take a guy in the second round, first or second round, Brad. Okay? They don't have a jump pick. They take a guy in the second round. But they're also going to take a guy in the sixth round. Don't. Don't draft the guy they take in the second round. <laughs> draft the guy yes. they take in the sixth round. Okay. <laughs> what have we learned from the yes. Shanahan? The Elijah trip? Mitchell principle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't take the Tyrion Davis Price or Trey Sermon. Take the Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason. You're right. You're right. Exactly. And then they'll go trade for Jonathan Taylor. So 
Uh, Minnesota and Vegas. Whoa, George, you didn't even ask me what I was doing with this game. <laughs> oh, sorry. You guessed the line, so I like I didn't yeah. even. But there is a total. There is a total, mm. and I really I do love the under here. Thirty six and a half. It's pretty low already, but I will say this: the Texans' offense for a majority of the season has been built. They've built their plane out of explosive plays. That's all they do. Today they had a thirty nine. They, they no, they had a thirty four percent success rate, and they still put up twenty two points because Nico Collins had like three catches of thirty five plus yards. This is a team that lives off explosive plays because of how fast and you know quick their receivers are. Now you throw Tank Dell out of the equation, right? The Jets are also one of the best teams at not allowing explosive plays. Drake London had one catch for eight yards today. Now, I know I don't think the conditions in MetLife are great. I think it was a little bit rainy. Uh, but the Jets, this, you know, we know the Jets defense is legit. We know the Jets offense isn't legit. So I think in this case, the Jets defense will kind of slow down Houston enough to where they'll put up maybe like 14 to 17 points. And we know the Jets aren't really going to put up much more after that. So I really like the under 36 and a half. I feel like I I don't really think it's going to move against us. It it has no reason to move against us. So I think at the minimum we'll get closing line value. And I still think because of how reliant Houston is on explosive plays and how the Jets limit explosive plays well, uh, I think that should play into our favor. Dig it. I like it. All right. Now we can move on. Game everyone's been waiting for. Minnesota, Vegas. Vegas plus two and a half. I went Vegas plus three. I went Vegas by uh, getting one and a half. Josh, you guys watch Josh Dobbs? <laughs> it might be Jaron Hall. Josh. <laughs> there you go. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, uh, don't sleep on uh, FanDuel has it at one and a half. DraftKings has it at two and a half. Zerk has it at two and a half. We'll call it two and a half. Yeah, Dobbs came back down to earth. Our guy, fun story, but uh, the the high variance play swung in the in the negative direction. Is is Crosby going to play? That's a good question. I, I mean, I would think so. I don't think his injury was described as long term, but we also are getting Justin Jefferson back in this game. I'm not sure who is going to be covering him for the the Raiders. I don't mean who his matchup's going to be. I mean, I don't know who's going to cover him at any point throughout the game. Name. I need one of you guys to name one Raiders cornerback. To me right now. Oh, you got Jacorian Bennett. You got uh yeah, you got a bunch. Uh Nate Hobbs. Okay. Marcus Peters is hurt. Yeah, no, you got released. Don't, don't, roster, don't roster shame me. I'm no, live on air. No, you, Marcus, Peter, dog, Marcus Peters got gone. released. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and you tell me not also, to though. <laughs> <laughs> I said he was hurt. I didn't say it was on the team. <laughs> uh yeah, it's uh it's not Good pretty. Yeah. It's not pretty. I am um the fact of the matter remains that, yes, Justin Jefferson is back, but his quarterback is either going to be Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins, or Jaron Hall. True. I am going to tease the Las Vegas Raiders with the Baltimore Ravens um, out to eight and a half. The total here of 40 and a half, I guess it's in a dome. Both teams coming off a bye, but like, do we think the Ra- like Aiden O'Connell is going to score against the Blitz? Do we think the Vikings are going to score with the quarterbacks you just mentioned? I don't know. I don't. I don't have the teaser at all. I think, especially with the me thinking that forty and a half is too high, um, I'll lay off. But it's a good. It's a good teaser. Like, I'll take the Vikes. I'll take our bike. Oh, there you go. Uh, I mean, 
First of all, I think Brian Flores is going to have Aiden O'Connell in, in hell in this game. Um, and yeah, I think with Jefferson back, that should make things a lot easier for the quarterbacks. So I like it. No faith in Aiden, in AOC. No faith. Um, who's covering Devontae Adams? Yeah, Caleb Evans or Makai Blackman or I'm just rattling off, you know, yeah. uh, what's his name? No, what's his name? The guy they signed in free agency. Byron Murphy. Yeah, Byron Murphy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. We're, we finally made it. We have some good games this week. I yeah. knew they were here. They were coming. Seattle in San Francisco. I don't know if this is a good game or not, but uh, at least it's somewhat compelling. I was going to say, it's a good game. I also have the Niners laying 13 points in this game. <laughs> Uh, 13. I went Seahawks plus 11. Uh, yeah, I have the Niners by 12 and a half in this game. Um, and it is, it's 11 and a half at DraftKings, 12 and a half everywhere else. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know what to say here. Um, anyone taking the Seahawks? It's interesting because they played the Seahawks. Uh, with Gino on short rest after getting the you know his elbow basically torn apart, right? And then they go they play in Dallas, and you know they certainly looked a lot better in Dallas, right? Not an easy place to play. So, I mean, they were embarrassed on Thanksgiving night. I am staying away from this one. I think this is this is a kitchen sink game for Seattle, whatever the hell that means. Um, and traditionally at least they have, they have really come to play in this game. I I don't know. Big coming off of a huge win for the Niners. I, I will probably try and convince myself to take the Seahawks, um, at some, at some point this week. It won't be right now. Yeah. Their defense is just not going to stop. Like the Niners went scoring every drive. Like that's, that's my issue. Uh, I have zero faith in it. And I got like some players in the unit. It's just not a good unit. Um, the, the total of 46 on that note is in, intriguing to me. Because I think Seattle also, their offense looked very good against Dallas. Um, you know, in a sustainable way. I guess you had some DK just ripping off yards after the catch. But, like, Gino was awesome. Should have had a touchdown to Jackson Smith and Jigba. That was kind of a drop in the, in the left corner of the end zone. Like, like they looked very, very good. I, I don't know if you'll get Kenneth Walker back for Zach Charbonnet. Who, who, I mean, just remarkably unexplosive in that game. He did. He got hurt too. Yeah. I guess we'll save it. I, for, the total of forty six. The overs. I guess it's a late divisional game now. So whatever. Arjun, I will let you convince me to take the Seahawks. You have this at eleven. Are you taking the Seahawks? If you can really come with it, I'm. <laughs> I might be compelled. I I cannot I cannot fade the juggernaut that is the 49ers offense. I, I just can't, so I'm not. I'm not even gonna tempt fate and do it. Okay. Um. By the way, there are some people on Twitter that did not realize that my teaser about the 49ers being the favorite to win the CFP playoffs is in fact a joke. Um. Even though there's a Harbaugh connection there, I don't quite think they they've proven enough to make it in. I mean, they have three losses. Let's be real here. Okay. Um. We're on to Kansas City, Buffalo, and KC. Chiefs minus two and a half. 
Yep, I had it. I had this exact same as Brad. I cannot believe this is not. I well, I don't know yet, but I can't believe I didn't make this three. I couldn't make it three. How can you make it three? There's just no way that you can make it three. Um, I had a two and a half. Has to be two and a half, right? Um, it is. It's three. <laughs> yeah, Fanduel and DraftKings have it at three. Um, well, you're taking the Bills, George. I'll let you go first with your Bills bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Bills. Of course, I'm taking the Bills. I kind of want to take the over 48 here. I, I know it's a high total, but the Bills defense is just horrific. Um, like maybe worse than the NFL the last six weeks. I know they're coming off a bye, but I don't really care. Um, and, and then the Chiefs defense tonight was playing their fourth inside linebacker. I want to find out if Nick Bolton's back. I think it matters to a degree just because they're so far down the depth chart now, even though the Cochran guy played pretty well, I thought. But you also lose Brian Cook, definitely not playing in this game. That injury was pretty ugly. So, like, over the middle and 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 deep, you know, you lose your free safety. Yeah. Like, I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. Like, I know the Chiefs offense is still scaring us, but I just have no fear of the Bills defense whatsoever. Um, I'll go with you on – I'll go with you in the Bills. I'm riding the Bills to be a plus three, but the over 48 is very intriguing to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I feel like this is a counterintuitive spot. Everyone and their mother is going to go to bet the Kansas City Chiefs because they're, you know, coming off the loss. And I'm sure there are all these in- incredible trends about the Chiefs in December coming off of a loss, ATS at home, some baloney like that. Um, and I'm sure that Andy Reid's going to cook up some really cool plays while d- filming a commercial about chicken nuggets with the state farm guy so the ring around the rose is going to be cooking in arrowhead on uh on sunday god <laughs> um at least they drew up a good mbs uh pi play maybe they could have done that against the eagles it would have been better this also um, sounds dumb but i just feel like the chiefs also like the, yeah they're pissed off they lost but like the, the division is still comfortably yeah. in hand the bills are so much more desperate in this game like it like by an order of magnitudes they're so much more desperate for this game yes by a by a pretty large margin. Um, Arjun, you betting this? Yeah, let's do a little squad ride on Buffalo. Should go well. But, yeah, that'll uh, go well. <laughs> taking right, Buffalo in in taking Buff- Buffalo in Kansas City. I mean, what like what could go wrong? Yeah, absolutely nothing can go wrong here. Does Taylor Swift show up to this game? She's probably gonna fire off some tweets about the refs or something. She's got to yeah, get more active. They're coming. They're- She's hanging out with Brittany Mahomes. Like they're they're coming. What yeah. would the NFL would lose its mind? They would they would there would be if she calls out the officiating. Do you think they change it? Right? Like do you think they actually yes. look into it? Yeah. I think I think if she were to comment on the officials, that that officiating crew would be fired immediately. They might be executed. We need to get her to tweet that the NFL needs to have an office in New York and have a sky. You know, have a camera and just go to to go to a booth. Like if she tweets that, we might get it. Hmm. Yeah, we'll mobilize on that one. I'm adding the over too, so because we're already on on the same bet, over 48 as well. Double double bet. I love it. All right, Denver and the Chargers. I had the Chargers by two and a half. Uh, I had the Chargers by one and a half. I had them by two and a half. In a shocking turn of events, Arjun the least bullish on the Chargers. Uh, (laughs) Shocker is. Uh, it is three, but it's basically two and a half. It's like, yeah, minus yeah, minus one twenty 
for plus three at DraftKings. I still can't believe that though, frankly. And I, yeah. we all faded the Brown. We all like social took the Texans, and I still can't believe that. Yeah, Arjun. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Broncos here. The Broncos are like probably frauds, but uh, Chargers have not done anything offensively in, in weeks. So they covered. Then, didn't they cover today? Yeah, bro. But like, bro, that was against really zappy. Like, Sertan should be back for this game, right? That is a that is a big question. I think so. It didn't look that bad. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, I mean the offense is literally just Keenan Allen and then just prayers to non you know NPCs. It's it's hard to watch. Eckler, you also you had the full cycle origin of you called Eckler cooked, then he was good for like a month, and you're like I'm so sorry Eckler's not cooked, and now he's like deep fried cooked. Uh, so never never doubt yourself. You, you had it right the first time. If Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, and um a, and a and a dead man got in a race. How long does it take the dead man to win? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Philly and Dallas. Sunday night football. A great game. There is at least – there are two on the schedule. Might be an overreaction, but I don't think it is. I went full field goal here. I think Dallas is, oh. is a better football team. Wow. I hope it's uh, a full field goal. Yeah, I, w- I went a full field goal as well. a boy. Oh, my goodness. I could not. I could not bring myself to do that. Uh, I went minus one and a half, actually. Now, granted, I did this before I watched the game tonight. Um, so maybe I would change that a little bit. This is stunning to me. Uh, I'm seeing three and a halfs out there. Um, that is incredible. Minus three and a half. Um, man, I, I want to hear what you guys are going to do first. The biggest thing for me is, uh, it, so there were reports that Dallas Goddard pushed very, very hard to play in this Niners game. Obviously didn't, but I imagine that means he'll be good to go for this game, which I think is massive because we talked about how the, you know, the Eagles have bad linebackers that struggle to cover pretty much the same thing for, for Dallas. They've gotten some cool play from Marquise Bell and done different things there, but it's, it's also an issue for them. And so I think Goddard playing is pretty huge. Three and a half. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I was the bozo took the Eagles in a teaser last week. I just think Dallas is fundamentally a better football team right now. I, the Eagles are not going to be able to cover CeeDee Lamb at all. Brandon Cooks looking like Brandon Cooks. I'm not going to take three and a half. If it was three, I would have done it. But I'm not, I'm not going to take Dallas minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> it's time to get up. I'm Mike Greenberg, and we have so much to get to today, and only three hours to do it. But first, Brocky Balboa, he took over Philly, and I'll tell you why the biggest winner wasn't the 49ers. Hint, his name starts with a D and ends with a K. Plus, Travis Kelsey, did he get long COVID from doing too many Pfizer commercials? Aaron, I love you so, you sweet, sweet hunk of ayahuasca manliness. We will do our third hour on Aaron Rodgers. I promise you. Get up is next. Um, that is get up tomorrow morning. After this game, I I have no idea what it's going to be, but it is going to be absolutely electric. The entire show is going to be on this game. I cannot wait. Um, they're going to talk about this game 
Tuesday through Friday this week. It's going to be electric. Stay tuned for our show on Wednesday when I do a full recap. Um, I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. The, the Cowboys every single year, every single year, the Cowboys are in the same spot where you get to one of these big games and it's like the Super Bowl. Because if they lose this game, Jerry Jones is going to, it's going to be insufferable, right? He's going to walk around. He's going to be scowling. It's going to be brutal. And these players are going to play a little tighter than they normally do. I just have more confidence in Jalen Hurts in, in these situations, even though I think Dak is playing significantly better than him this year. Three and a half is too many points. Um, Lane Johnson looked great. I was definitely concerned about him. Um, I just don't think that, uh, that the Cowboys are going to have the consistency that the Niners offense uh, did last week. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking the Eagles. Now, this game, if the Cowboys win, they have a chance to win the division, a chance to win the one seed. But for the Eagles, if they lose this game, then the Niners go to the one seed. So huge, huge game uh, for the Eagles. I'm riding with Philly. I'm excited for Colin Cowherd if the Eagles win. Talk about how Alshon Jeffrey had a huge game catching balls from Jalen Hurts. <laughs> that Alshon Jeffrey, let me tell you, let me tell you, that Alshon Jeffrey, that guy is a beast. That's not what Colin Cowherd sounds like at all. But. Uh, Cowherd is incredible as well. Uh, welcome, welcome to Get Up. Uh, is Dak Prescott and this Cowboys team the greatest Cowboys team that Jerry has ever had in Dallas? We bring in Troy Aikman to discuss. And by Troy Aikman, I mean Bart Scott. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike T, what do you think? Tennessee and Miami. This is the first of a Monday night double dip. Yeah. Is that the rest of the way, by the way? I was going to ask that. Uh, I don't know. The schedule is crazy from here on out. Yeah, love it. Uh, I went Miami minus 14. I went Miami minus 13. I split you guys and went 13 and a half. Uh, let's see. Uh, where is this game? There it is. It is 13 on the money. Um, Brad, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little tempted. Little tempted. Tennessee stinks. And they really do. And I hate this matchup, too, because Will Levis now basically just tries to hit a 50-yard bomb on every dropback. And I feel like it's a terrible – like, Javon Hollow might have four picks in this game. Like, And then if not, the defensive line's going to get home. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. This is a terrible matchup for, for my uh, Tennessee. I feel like in these – like, I, I don't remember the last time. I think the there's only one game that the Dolphins had, like, a – above a touchdown spread and they didn't cover and it was like kind it was the raiders i think remember and but that game they also had like three or four turnovers or something yeah, like yeah the like the dolphins just like even more than the cow or at the same level as the cowboys they just like dump on bad teams and yeah them being at home like yeah I, I think the one thing that worries me is like i think the dolphins in the past have gotten in a little bit of trouble with physical teams and the titans under variable are, are a very physical team um but also, like, I think Jeffrey Simmons got hurt at some point in this game, and I don't know Correct. what the situation is there. Right? Yeah. So, I don't think he's going to play. Yeah. They talked about, like, being being happy they avoided, like, a long-term injury. So I think he – I should have mentioned that beyond just, like, 
he might be out. I think Derrick Henry, he, could he come back from a concussion? Maybe. Is Derrick Henry going into free agency uh, for a 4-8 and eight team going to like play a short week off a concussion? Probably not. I think both those guys do not play in this game. So, Man, I think I'm doing it. Yeah, you got to rip it. Stink. What about a first Arjun? Are they are the, the Dolphins? Yeah, they're, they're good in the first half, right? They build up these early leads for the most part. Kinda. I guess it depends. Also, can we talk real quick? I guess he could be sticking it to his former employer, but Mike McDaniel running the ball on fourth and goal up 38 to 15. Like that was I mean, I loved he it. Has, it was Devon Achan. It was yeah, good for the boys. I get he must because it was like it there was it was like two, minute 50 fourth and goal from the two up 23 points and he hammered it was awesome anyway go ahead go Devon I wonder if that was a little stick it to the to the I, what other reason would there be it was he going for the CFP committee was he trying to get a trying to get an automatic <laughs> bid he was he was um I think it's one of those things actually where it's like you go for it in fourth down because it gives the team a chance, like the other team, a chance to stop you. So, like, in this weird way, it's like, I'm actually not running up the score. I'm giving you a chance to not get scored on. Whereas if I kick a field goal, I'm definitely scoring more points. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, nice. I was nice supportive. Uh, Green Bay and Giants. I went, this is before the game, I guess. So maybe I should have changed it. I went Giants plus five and a half. It's probably way too short. Yeah, I went uh, Giants plus six and a half. Yeah, I have the Giants by getting six and a half as well. I wanted to make it seven, but I couldn't because Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing six. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing a five and a half, six. We'll call it six. Um, I don't know. I mean, Green Bay has looked really good are they a team that's ready to cover spreads on the road um my personal take is i'm not sure yet so um yeah i'm uh, i'm laying off this one arjun i'm looking up uh jordan love versus the blitz if you want to jump in here okay <laughs> um <laughs> i want to take this but also like christian watson got hurt in this game and like you know i I don't necessarily know if he's, you know, what his situation is against man coverage. Um, this is great podcasting right here. Let me just let me just double check like what the Packers uh, stuff, like what the Packers like numbers look like against man coverage. Just because he looked that one up, I'll look. So Jordan Love has a seventy-seven passing grade against the Blitz, seventh this season. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So yeah, Six okay. No so, picks. Against the Blitz, uh, Jaden Reed has the most. He has 21 targets this year. Uh, Watson is second with 12, and then it's Dubs and Wicks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like I think Dontavian Wicks is like like legitimately like a solid receiver. Like he great like his numbers in like our all coverage data and like the separation stuff that Judah posts and like my single coverage openness percentage like he shows up really well so he's gonna see a lot of single coverage i think he's gonna be open so even if watson's out uh i, I still think wicks could be there yeah i'm gonna take i'm gonna take it who thought who would have thought arjun menon would have been laying six and a half of jordan love on the road in december not me it is not but 
I hope we're not. I know, right? I hope we're not. This isn't wrong here, but on the Christian Watson thing. So he was listed as questionable. And I feel like if he tweaked a hamstring, they would have just said out or doubtful, especially him. And then, like, he was standing on the sideline. He was chatting. He was pretty good spirits. You know, maybe he plays in this game. I don't know. I'm looking at, I'm scrolling through Twitter. I can't talk right now. I'm so excited. Good vibes in the locker room. Packers, Christian Watson. I mean, all right, I'm taking them too. Go pack, go. The, the how much faith this ha- this is showing in in Jordan Love is really tremendous. Now, I think he's played well. I think what my uh, what Matt Lafleur is doing is super impressive uh, as well. Um, but I mean, come on, guys. It, you think that this young Packers team has what it takes to sustain? Uh, discipline after beating the defending champs at home it's a very fair point it's a very and yeah yeah but like what are they gonna they're gonna boy they're gonna go to the the one bar in green bay that, that's open <laughs> until 11 p.m like what like what are they gonna do george are we gonna cut up and have a couple of like, they're gonna the have some, like come on yeah they're gonna have some some stout okay they're gonna they're gonna down Drink a couple meat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some cheese curds <laughs> they're gonna od on cheese curds all right. Uh, I think that's it. That's our show. Um, we'll be back on Wednesday uh, evening for another episode of Get Up. Tune in tomorrow, ESPN at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time. I will see you there. Love you all. Peace.